0: It's a beautiful thing because basically you have one pin, right? Uh And then you share it and then three of your friends share it and then those three friends share it and then all of a sudden you have thousands of repens and it's in my, in my mind, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine-to-five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guest and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work, because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome back to another week on the Girl Means Business podcast. Today we are wrapping up our social media series with the topic of Pinterest. I am chatting today with China Benton, who is a Pinterest expert, and she is sharing with us all of her tips and tricks on how to implement Pinterest into your social media marketing strategy. One of the things that we talk about in our interview today is our shared love for the app Tailwind. Tailwind is a must-have app for anyone who is planning to include Pinterest as part of your marketing strategy. And as a listener of the Girl Means Business Podcast, you can get your first month of Tailwind completely free. Head over to today's show notes or go to bitly B-I-T forward slash GMB Tailwind. That's B I T dot L Y forward slash G M B Tailwind and get your first month completely free. All right, guys. I am so excited about today's interview, so let's dive right in to my chat with China Benton. Hi, China. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being part of the Girl Means Business podcast. I am really excited to chat with you today because we're going to talk about a topic that I know I personally am excited to learn more about and start implementing into my business. So I want to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got into your industry.
0: Yeah. So I am China. I'm the founder and certified online business manager at Bike Bodega. And I got started in my business in 2017, late 2017, whenever I kind of... Well, actually, I found out that my husband was being laid off from his job. And this was very shortly after we moved uh, states in order to like for his job and so I started to look for things that I could basically work on top of my nine-to-five to just make extra money and I had no intentions of making it my full-time job I never wanted to I never saw it as a career path whatsoever it was just like purely money <laughs> um, and, and I found that Virtual assistant industry, and I got really interested in it. Basically, Dovin had first learned everything I could in September of that year, and then at the end of January the next year, so like six months, I quit my job because it spiraled that quickly. Wow! Um, yeah, it was pretty insane. It was a it was a wild six months. Um, but I since then have worked with clients. Um, we slowly formed from a virtual assistant uh company to a online business management agency where we help clients with their um with their systems or operations and basically their day-to-day operations management to make sure that they're getting the most out of their business through back end management as well as Pinterest management. And that's kind of why we're here today. Um, and I kind of fell into Pinterest while I was doing VA work and just found that I absolutely loved it. And the ROI and the rewards that my clients found from the platform were just like insane and not even comparable to any other platform that we focused on. So I really made that a key focus in our business because I knew how much value it can bring. And so here we are. 3 team members later, we're cruising and um, yeah... That's, so that's awesome. awesome.
1: I love it. I think I that's know. so cool. I love when things kind of just take off like that and and are obviously meant to be. So, yeah. like you said, we're here today to talk about Pinterest, which I'm super excited about. And so, yeah. my first question for you is you mentioned like that you started noticing your clients getting a lot more um I guess ROI out of their Pinterest accounts than other platforms. Why do you think that is? Like, what is it about Pinterest that is so appealing or so beneficial, but yet so many people I don't think are using it to their mm-hmm. advantage right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing with Pinterest to keep in mind is that, and this is kind of a common misconception, is that Pinterest is a search engine, a visual search engine, and not a social media man- or management platform. Yeah, a social media platform. So the long-term return on the content that you're creating is way bigger because once you add a pin to Pinterest and you like go and you create your graphic on Canva and you pin it to Pinterest, you can gain traffic from that one pin years later when that literally, well, I shouldn't say never, but almost never happens on any other platform. So like you write a Facebook post, you post it or an Instagram post, same, same deal. You post it, you maybe get a couple of clicks, and then basically no one ever looks at it again. It's a very like temporary content platform where Pinterest is the platform that keeps on giving time and time again. So you can really get the full life out of, of your out of your content in the long term. So whatever it is that you're creating, whether it's podcast like this or blog post or whatever it is, you can still see traffic on that content years in the future without you having to take any. Action to re promote it the same way that you would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. And it's funny, like, you know, I I use this analogy a lot when I'm talking about just business and marketing in general, but I use the analogy of going to the gym and how you can't just go once and expect results. And you can't just walk in and say, I went and turn around and leave and get results. And I look at Pinterest, it's kind of the same way as like getting fit and healthy is that. I know I need to be doing it. I know mm-hmm. kind of the basics of how to make it work for my business. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm still not doing it. But <laughs> just the other day I had, you know, I used that time hop app on my mm-hmm. phone and it came up that five years ago, I had a blog post that had gone viral and it was this really cute photography session where a former client of mine came to me and wanted me to help her surprise her husband to by telling him that they were having a baby. So we did it during a photo shoot and I posted it randomly on my blog. And at the time I was always re- like, I would create my blog post and then I would pin the photos mm-hmm. from the blog post to my Pinterest account. And I literally did it at like 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday and was like, <laughs> oh, I mean, her family will probably see it, but that's fine. And I went back when I saw that it came up my time hop. I mean, and it went crazy. Like it crashed my website back then. Like I had to switch hosting platforms. Like it Wow, went, that's crazy. I, I was on the local news. People were telling me that they were hearing about it in other countries. It was oh insane. God. And so awesome. I'd kind of forgot about it. And then the other day it came up on my time hop the a photo of me like being interviewed for the news. And so I went back to look at that blog post that and I, it has currently like half a million views, I think, or something like that. And this was, you know, I think a year ago or five years ago when it first happened, it was at like a hundred thousand or 150,000. But I went to Pinterest cause I knew we were going to be talking about this today. I was like, I'm just curious how many times this thing has been repinned. And it was crazy. I mean, it was one pin and mm-hmm. over the last five years mm-hmm. it has been repinned thousands and thousands of times and I have done yep. nothing to yeah. promote it or do anything to it so I mean that's living proof right there of exactly what you were saying that yeah it's this platform that keeps going and keeps giving and yet we're not using it to its full advantage most of the time which just seems yeah, crazy and
0: it, yeah and it seems like you maybe had like an extreme case where like your one pin was like astronomically more where I do find that trend list clients content that we're sharing on Pinterest is that like you end up finding those, like I call them legacy pins, right? Where like basically, you know, consistently every month, you're going to have traffic to that pin. You're, you have thousands and thousands of shares on it. That's the post everyone wants to read or the pin that everyone wants to see. Yeah. Um, and that is fairly normal. And there's a lot of ways that you can optimize that in order to get the most life out of the traffic that you're getting to. So, um, not nothing that you're saying is totally surprising to me, but it it's like you said, it really does demonstrate the fact that like that exponential growth of Pinterest and what it has, what it can do for you because, um, like you, Pinterest is like, it's, it's a beautiful thing because basically you have one pin, right? Uh-huh. And then you share it and then three of your friends share it. And then those three friends share it. And then all of a sudden you have thousands of repens. And it's, yeah. in, my, in my mind, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I love it. So let's kind of take a step back and let's go very basic and yeah. explain a little bit more about like you said, Pinterest, like a lot of people look at it as like a search engine. And I've even used that term mm-hmm. before. And so Mm -hmm. let's kind of look at like what exactly is Pinterest and what is it not? And like give us sort of the basic like Mm entry-level idea of what we should be using it for and and what it does.
0: Yeah. So Pinterest is a visual search engine. So what that means is Pinterest, unlike other social media platforms, not that it is a social media platform, but, um, since it get, kind of gets wrapped in that bubble, it is very keyword driven. So what that means is not only does your graphic have to be beautiful, um, in whatever, you know, visual it is that you're using to pin, actually pin on, on Pinterest, but your descriptions of your pins are almost equally, if not even more important because that's what tells Pinterest what your content is about. So like as a photographer, like to use your example of your uh, viral pin, if you use... I'm trying to think of a keyword like a pregnancy announcement photography session. Like that, that might be a really good keyword for that. If you don't have that in your description and you're not pinning it to boards that complement that content, Pinterest doesn't have any way in their algorithm to really know. I mean, it's really good. So it'll probably figure it out. But... Not as, not as great as if you would have that keyword in the description, basically telling Pinterest, Hey, this is what my content is. If anyone searches for this keyword, you should show my content because I'm going to give them what they're looking for. So it's kind of those two major pieces is making sure that your images are really clickable. It communicates what the content is actually about so we all see like the text overlay on the graphic of like you know how i got my first viral pin on pinterest and in the description with that you should say you know like um you could even use the same a similar keyword like if you want a viral pin keyword a few hashtags and call it a day so those are kind of the two main ingredients to a really high basic starting point in terms of like any Uh uh-oh
1: yeah we froze for a second okay so say what you said again
0: (laughs) okay should I start from the beginning (laughs) no
1: no no. it just froze the very last where you were saying about um you talked about the graphic having like the overlay and then the caption of the keywords
0: yeah okay so the (laughs) sorry (laughs) the uh, the text overlay on the graphic and the keyword optimized Pinterest description are kind of the two main ingredients to a really high quality pin that both Pinterest is going to see and recognize as a high quality content pin as well as the just making sure that it's going to perform
1: nice okay so then my next question following with that so i again i'm trying to kind of go basic cuz i think yeah. i know that's how my brain works i need to kind of start at the bottom and build up yeah I know there are a lot of different ways to pin to Pinterest because like you go to somebody's website or blog and like their image will have a pin it button and you can do it that way, or mm-hmm. but that's how I used to do my blog post was I would go into my actual post and pin images from the post, and mm-hmm. then I've used apps like Tailwind and pinned mm-hmm. like creative pens that way. um I've done them I guess just straight into Pinterest, like mm-hmm. you know naturally into Pinterest so what? is the easiest or what's the best way, in your opinion, to create these pens? Because if someone listening is thinking, okay, I've got lots of content that I could put out on Pinterest, but I don't really know how to get it on there. What's the best way to do that?
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've
1: been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're gonna love it just as much as I do.
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. I'm a huge fan of Tailwind. So I know you mentioned Tailwind. Mm-hmm. Tailwind, if you're not familiar for your listeners, it is a Instagram and Pinterest management platform, um, similar to like a Later or a Buffer and those sorts of things that people are also from tend to be familiar with. Um, Tailwind can really... It is like 1000% worth the investment. I think it's like 100 and ten dollars a year or something but it can really put your whole pinterest account on autopilot for the most part like maybe log in for i don't know an hour every other week or an hour every week depending on how much content you're creating and it can really automate it so that's the best way to make it as easy as possible and being and staying really consistent on the platform so definitely sign up for tailwind in terms of your site um I don't have a strong preference between uploading your graphics or your pins, whatever the photos, if you're a photographer or whatever it is directly onto Tailwind and writing your descriptions and pinning them that way versus having the pin directly in your blog post, whether that's visual, uh, visual that you can see it or some people hide their pins in their blog post, which is kind of like an, a more advanced strategy. But putting the pin in your blog post and then pinning it from your website is also a really great, uh, great option. And if you have the tailwind extension, like the Chrome extension, they make it really easy that if you're using tailwind, which I recommend regardless, you can pin that image directly from your website and then it adds it automatically to your tailwind queue and you don't have to like formally go in and like manually, Uh, upload it and write the description. You can just like add it to Tailwind, write your description automatically in like three clicks. So it makes it really easy. So definitely, um, definitely include your graphics in your blog post, whether you're pinning it from there or uploading directly to Tailwind, regardless of what you know, side, whatever's easier for you. Um, only because if someone goes to the blog post and says, wow, this is really valuable content. I'm going to save it for later. I want to pin it. And that's where like, you mentioned like the Pinterest button and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing comes into play. You want to give your audience that option to pin the content themselves, not just you pin it from your blog post. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. 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 And so I started using the Tailwind app. I think i I signed up like six months ago or so. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I love about it is that it does kind of create like a queue. I just kind of click and go add and it just adds it for me. So it's not pinning Mm -hmm. everything right at one time. So even if I'm in there for like 30 minutes, I'm not pinning for 30 minutes. It's going to space it out for me. The other thing I love about it is the evergreen content Mm
0: -hmm. where it will
1: repost your stuff. So I want to talk about that for a second because like with content, like, and I'm a big advocate. I've talked a lot about it on this podcast about giving valuable content to your followers. So even if you're mm-hmm. a photographer, don't just blog about your photo sessions, talk about things that are going to be beneficial to your you know, clients, whether it's style guides yeah. or location ideas or creative photo shoot ideas. If you're, you know, own an online boutique, like give content that's about, you know, how to style a certain look for day versus night Mm -hmm. or where to shop to do X, Y, Z. And so that to me, that's that evergreen content that can Mm -hmm. be repinned. So what is sort of the rule of thumb on that? Because I, I get it. I get that. Like the idea of like consistently kind of like on social media, like it's okay to reshare what you've already done in the past, Mm -hmm. but how do you repin on Pinterest without it being the exact same every single time going into the same place?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So in Tailwind, if you're using Tailwind, there they have a a feature called their smart loop. And I'm sure that that's probably what you're referring yes. to. Uh, yeah. Um So basically, what the Smart Loop does is you can pull those top-performing pins or the high-value evergreen pins. Like I would highly recommend that you have your uh, pregnancy announcement pin in there, like any of that like super viral content, as well as your evergreen. Adding that to your Smart Loop, and what that does is it automatically spaces out, like you were saying, all of your pins to regularly go out on a. Uh, in a loop, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, um, but on a loop over time repeatedly until you tell it to stop. But the beautiful thing is you can set roles within the smart loop and say, okay, Tailwind, I want you to send out my viral pin or my evergreen content, but I only want you to pin it once a week or once every two weeks or three times a week, depending on what your strategy is. And that's telling Tailwind: don't overwhelm my account with this information because I don't want to look spammy. But I do want my users on Pinterest and my following on Pinterest to routinely see this piece of content. And that's going to allow you to completely automate it, but also have control over what your account looks like and what you're actually pinning so that it doesn't look... Crazy town whenever a user goes on there and doesn't know you.
1: Yeah. So, does it, because you're pinning it into a board, right? Mm -hmm. So, does it not then, when you pull up that board, just have that pin over and over and over again?
0: So, my, so yes, if you don't add any other content, but I, in an ideal world, we would be pinning both our own content and other users' content just to have a fair balance on our account. And by doing so, you're going to be adding other pins in amongst that repeated pin. And okay. I'm sure if you've ever been on Pinterest, like you can say that like you only scroll so far on a person's board before you stop and you go to a new board, right? Yeah. So chances are, if you're mixing in other people's content in your Tailwind queue and keeping a fair balance in between that repeated pin, chances are me as a user, I'm going to go to that board and I'm only going to see that pin maybe twice if that, if like I'm pinning really close together and I'm not adding a ton of content, but generally you can pin the same pin to the same board and break that up enough that it doesn't look like you're just pinning the same thing repeatedly. And, uh you're able to do that in like a very organic, natural way.
1: Okay. Awesome. So yeah. I want to go back to the idea of creating pins. So let's talk a little bit about the graphics first. And then I want to get into, like you mentioned sort of the caption and the hashtag part of it. Cause I don't think a lot of people realize that hashtags are a part of Pinterest. Yeah. So let's start with the graphic. Like what is, I like you mentioned Canva, which I love, and I know they have sort of a Pinterest graphic template, but what is sort of some of the tips for creating a graphic that's going to grab people's attention and get repinned and noticed.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: Hey photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance. But that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet.
0: Yeah, so I recommend Canva to everyone. I preach their platform from the rooftops because... um, they it need to really
1: have like an affiliate link cuz I've said their stuff so many times.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. It's like I and I that would be like one of the easiest affiliate links for me to like yeah. give to everyone. Yes. And like so confidently give it to everyone. But anywho, I'll step off my, off my soapbox <laughs> with that one. <laughs> um so I recommend Canva if you've ne- if you're not a designer, if you're not creative, if you're like, "Wow, this Pains me at the thought of it. I highly recommend it because they have great templates. They have a great easy to use platform that's not overwhelming like Adobe and Adobe has its place, but not for necessarily what you're using it for for Pinterest. Right. So starting there as you're, as you're creating your graphics, I, in terms of dimensions, Pinterest recommends a two by three ratio. So that would be like a 600 pixels by 900 pixels and it increases there. Now you reach a point where if you're like, I'm trying to think math isn't my strong suit, but like, a two, <laughs> a two, but like a 2000 by, you know, 6,000 or no, it would be 4,000 by 6,000 pixels. Like that's going to be way too long because pinterest isn't going to show your whole pin they're going to cut it off at that point at the bottom and you don't want that so i stick to the 600 by 900 for the most part and maybe like one larger than that Um, and in the pins once you get the dimensions down it's ideal to have text overlay explaining what your what question essentially you're answering with your piece of content so uh i forget what our example was earlier, but you know, like if you're a wedding photographer, 10 tips to prepare for your engagement session, right? Mm -hmm. So that would be a great text to overlay on whatever graphic that you're designing because you're visually telling the user, Hey, if you're preparing for your engagement session, please click through because you're going to get the answer that you need. And it's just that extra motivation to click through and actually view your website and get that page view and get that session on Google. And with the text you want to make sure that it is a larger size easy to read font because Pinterest tells us that I forget what the exact percentage is but it's like 80 or 82% of our users are on mobile so that means like everyone yeah. essentially is on mobile yeah. so you have to think like okay if i'm on my phone and i have like a super old iphone so my screen is not the ginormous one that everyone has now but on that I need to be able to see the text that you're telling me that your 10 tips for your engagement session. I need to be able to see and read it because if it's too small, I'm not even going to waste my time. I'm just going to keep scrolling and find someone else. Right? Right. So making sure that your text is a really readable size and test it, you know, like create one and pin it and look at it on your phone and see, and you'll be able to tell whether you could read it. And, um, so that's graphics in a nutshell. And once you have your graphics, then you're going to... We talked about uploading them to Tailwind and uh, how to add them. But once you do that, you want to make sure that you have 2 to 3 natural organic sentences that are keyword rich. Now, what that means is we don't want to put like engagement session, comma, engagement session tip, comma, we don't want a keyword smush. Uh, but, you know, having two to three natural conversational sentences that mention those few keywords that speak to your content, and then two to three hashtags is usually what I do um, that are super relevant to the content that you're speaking about. So we don't use hashtags on Pinterest in an, an ironic way. So it's not going to be like... Like on Instagram, you might be like, I'm really tired. It's Friday. hashtags. I'm exhausted. You know, yeah. it's not going to be that. Um, it's going to be, you know, t- hashtag engagement session, something very natural, something very uh, direct to your content. So just keep that in mind as you're writing them too. So the magic formula, well, I shouldn't say the magic formula. The formula that I recommend is two to three keyword rich conversational sentences and two to three hashtags in your description and you'll be good to go.
1: And then do you recommend just obviously linking directly to whatever that content is not necessarily like just your website but you want to go directly to like the blog post or the whatever the piece the the content is directly.
0: Yes, absolutely. You Unless it is a pin that you specifically designed to push the person to your homepage, you always want to link to whatever the piece of content is because chances are Pinterest is a very top of funnel platform, meaning that usually the person that finds you and clicks through to your site has never heard of you before and frankly does not care, right? They just want the answer to the question and you hope that you can engage them enough to um, attract them as a long-term follower. But because you don't know them or they don't know you, you want to make sure that you're delivering the value that you promised on your graphic. And the way to do that is to direct them directly to whatever answer that you're telling them that you're going to give them. So yes, absolutely linking to the blog post and having whatever call of action, whatever action that you want them to take in that blog post. um, So that you know if you're building your email list and that's your primary objective have your opt-in right there. So that whenever they click through on the blog post, they can opt in. Or if your mission is to book clients, have a discovery call link there, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think, so one of the things I always like to do, and I, and I do this with all social platforms, but I think it's recently come up with me on Pinterest because I was looking for, I really don't remember what I was looking for. I think I was doing something for a styled shoot and I was trying to look for like color combinations that I liked. And I came across a couple of pens that were blog, supposedly blog posts or sessions that were similar to kind of the idea of the style shoot that I was going to do. But every time I clicked on them, it just took me to like the photographer's homepage. And I was like, well, this doesn't give me the actual content I was looking for. And it was really frustrating. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I was making mental notes. I was like, when I'm getting into penning more, I want to be very intentional about where I'm sending people because mm-hmm. that's a really easy way, in my opinion, to lose someone's trust on your pens by sending them to the wrong place. So I, exactly. I think that's key. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. And that's really what it boils down to. You know, if you click through to someone's site and you're not getting that color scheme answer that you're looking for, you're not going to stay there. You're just no. going to leave their site and continue on. So that's not in the long term, doing anything for your bottom line, for your business, for your audience growth, it's, and you're just giving your audience a bad, um, a bad user experience at that point. And if you are a super nerd like me and you love data and like figuring out, you know, like where traffic comes from and all of that in Google analytics, which I know that Google analytics is really overwhelming for a lot of people. Um, it's still kind of is for me. I only Mm -hmm. know the Pinterest side, but, um, that trend, the whole like not clicking through to the content that you promise will increase your bounce rate, which means like the amount of time that someone spends on your site before they leave your site. And that if that's really low Google, you're essentially telling Google like, Hey, I don't have a great website that promises people what I'm telling them it promises because they leave really quickly and that can hurt your overall site performance. So again, and that's just another reason to make sure that you're delivering what you promise. I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. No. Absolutely. That. It, it's. So, it's. I mean. It all ties in together because. Yeah. Like Pinterest is great for driving traffic to your site or to your opt-in or whatever, but it's also great for boosting your SEO and getting you know your Google ranking up. And I mean, it can do so much for you. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So let's. I want to talk a little bit about. You mentioned that it is sort of a social platform. So aside from just going in and pinning your stuff, which to me is the equivalent of just going into Instagram and posting, but never doing anything else. How do you, how are you social on Pinterest or how do you engage on Pinterest so that it can, I guess, keep your profile looking active and you're not just constantly pinning, pinning, pinning and leaving?
0: Yeah. So Pinterest does have some engagement functionalities like direct messaging and commenting on pins and they i forget what they call it but they have like a essentially it's like a like that Mm -hmm. you can like and react to i think they call them reactions actually now that i'm speaking through it but um they call it reactions of pins of um that you can basically like or thumbs up or whatever on pins but that isn't utilized at least at this time really heavily it's not something that it's not the same as going on Pinterest. Or going on Instagram and like liking and commenting on a bunch of photos because the engagement on that just isn't high. If you ever do get a comment on a pin, I highly recommend that you respond because like it's literally so rare that like you want to talk to that person. You want to respond to that person like in the most extreme manner. I know we say that about every platform, but like please answer that person if they comment on your pin. Um, so yes, that is really beneficial, but because it's not the main form of engagement and communication on Pinterest, I don't necessarily recommend people spend any time really sitting and doing that because it's just, it's not going to give you a lot of uh, ROI on it. So more than anything, I recommend repinning other content from other content creators that are related to your niche. So that doesn't necessarily, really mean go and repin all of your direct competitors. But chances are there are other people like you and me even, you know, like we don't offer the same exact service. But a lot of the content that you create on your podcast is probably stuff that my audience is going to be interested in learning about. And you're by repinning other people's content like that, that speaks to your target audience, you're essentially just giving them even more value while supporting other content creators. And you're basically saying like, Hey, target audience, come over here and hang out with me because I'm going to give you all of the information and all of the educational resources that you want from not only myself, but from all of these other wonderful people that are in my community. And Tailwind does a really great job. They have something called Tribes that you... And they're essentially just groups that you can join of people that are in specific niches. Like there's tribes for Pinterest, and there's tribes for wedding photography, and there's tribes for literally everything under the sun. And you can join them and find other people like yourself that, again, maybe aren't a direct competitor. Maybe they are. You know, maybe you have a great relationship that way. But uh, someone that's in your niche, and you can re-pin other people's content from that tribe, so you know that you're always getting quality content that you're delivering to your audience from that tribe and from that community that you formed.
1: Yeah. That's another thing I liked about Tailwind was the tribes. I didn't dive Mm -hmm. into it a lot, but I was able to like join a few of them and kind of post some things and re pen. And and I liked the other thing about Tailwind that I liked, and just for people listening, I will link to Tailwind in the show notes. So if anyone's like Tailwind, I want to try it. There will be a direct link so you can find it very easily. But I also liked that I could go in there and it would give me suggested pens, and I could go ahead and and repin other people's content based on mm-hmm. the content that I am interacting with, and and it knows like obviously I'm interested in like wedding topics and business and marketing topics and uh, self care and personal development topics, and so it gives me those, and I can pin directly from Tailwind into my queue. Um, and then those tribes too, like you said, are really good. So I think that's, and it's just, it's a fun way to kind of support other people in your niche. And exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: Cause at the end of the day, we're all in this together. It's mm-hmm. the community over competition factor, you know, like we all want to support each other. And by repinning other people's content, you're not only supporting your community, but you're supporting one another. And like, yeah. how much more magical can that be that you're supporting everyone, the yeah. people that you, the people that you are serving and the people that you're working with. And that is like by far the number one way that I would recommend engagement, I guess, if you want to call it that, engagement on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And it's a and plus it's a really easy way to just fill your Tailwind queue. Like once you get in and start playing with Tailwind and like you fill your queue spaced out over days so that you're constantly consistent on the platform pulling content from other content creators makes it so easy to fill mm-hmm. in the holes basically in between your own content and it's a win 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 for everyone
1: yeah so let's talk about boards really quick because i think like i know for me personally i started off with my pinterest account being my personal pinterest account so i had boards for things like kids birthday parties and recipes and de- home decorating ideas and vacations and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and then once i started using it a little more for my business those boards have kind of shifted to things like marketing what? ideas and social media mm-hmm. strategies and websites that I like and all, you know, all this kind of stuff and other photography and things like that. So for someone who's again, thinking about starting a Pinterest account, first of all, let me stop for a second. Are there differences between like a personal account and a business account? And is there a reason for one versus the other?
0: Yes. So there is, a, there is a business Pinterest account and there's a personal business account. If you have a personal account that like you've been working on and you have, like you were saying, like you have your marketing tips boards, you have boards that are related to your business topics, you, it is really, really easy to just convert your personal account to a business account. So you don't necessarily have to go and create a whole new one. Okay. You can just convert it and you have to do that really if you're gonna promote your business because that um, puts you within Pinterest terms of service so they can um, basically it's very frowned upon and not accepted if you use a personal account to um, for business and plus whenever you have a business account it gives you access to Pinterest analytics mm-hmm. so it gives you it's very simple it's like not Overwhelming whatsoever, but just very basic uh, analytics and Pinterest ads data that you can track and basically see like what are people actually interested in. So that was a long winded way of saying, yes, uh, okay. there is a, a business Pinterest.
1: Okay, so let's say that, you know, I converted my personal account to my business account or I started a new one either way. What kind of mm-hmm. boards should I be creating? Because clearly I want to have boards that are, I guess, relevant to what I'm going to be pinning, but then what other kind of boards do I need to have in my account?
0: Yeah, so I recommend... Exactly what you were saying, that anytime you convert your your personal account to your business account, or even if you're on a business account already, but you have a bunch of boards that are not necessarily related to your niche, like your kid's birthday party board mm-hmm. or whatever it is, um, you don't have to delete those boards. You can just make them secret. It's really easy. You just go into like your board settings and switch it. Um, so take all of that off, first of all. So start there. And then I recommend if you're just getting started, create... 25 to 30 boards, um, even 20 at the absolute minimum of things that are really related to your niche and are topics that your audience are super, super interested in. So whenever you think about your target audience, the individual person, what are they going to be searching for on Pinterest? Like for you, it was like marketing tips. So that's a great board. Um, I also recommend having one board that you only add your content to. So that is like... <clears throat> for you, that would be like a girl means business board. And you can have that right at the top of your profile. And the only content that you pin to that board is your content to your blog. So that if someone comes to... Your profile, they're gonna come to the profile and see your board right off the top, right off the top. So they can basically click on that if they want to and learn more about what it is that you talk about. And then on top of that, you're gonna have those, you know, 24 to 30 other boards that are gonna communicate um, what it is that you're all about. So you have a marketing tips, you have a photography tips, you have a whatever um, from there on out that very quickly is gonna paint the picture for that user what it is that you do and who you serve and what you talk about. So that, does that answer your
1: question? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Cause, and when you said even like the 25 to 30, like I don't, I think I maybe have 15 or so. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I need to go add more because I wasn't sure like how many I needed and how separated should they be? Cause you know, like I, with the podcast, I could do marketing tips. I could do social media tips. I could do networking thing, you know, all, there's so many different things I could break one board into smaller subtopics, yeah. kind of? Yeah. Um. And then when, you're, when it comes to pinning your own things, so like you mentioned having one like for Girl Means Business or one for my photography stuff and pinning my things in there, should I also be pinning them to the other boards as well, though, correct? Like not just yeah. that one. Okay.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because your boards are searchable. So not, this isn't a feature that gets used often by users, or at least that's my like, educate educated guests, but uh and everything that I've read tells me this, but your boards are searchable. And if you have your settings set up correctly in your Pinterest account, your boards could actually come up even on Google mm-hmm. by just searching like marketing tips. Like your board has the potential to show up in Google results. And you can search by board on Pinterest. So if you're just in the P- Pinterest search bar, you can search by board. So let's say that someone searches by board and they find your board and you don't have your pin on that marketing tips board, even though it relates to that content and they just missed out on that content. Oh, so, good point. So you definitely want to make sure that you're... And obviously, you don't want to add every pin to every board. Just pick those like, you know, however, depending on how many boards you have on your profile, pick the top like five and pin your content to your own board that's only your content and then the other ones that make the most sense for it.
1: Yeah. No, it's interesting yeah. when you're talking about the Google thing, I, this is so, um, like I'm used to, to looking at social media things and saying like, oh, okay, well, what, what is it that's drawing my attention here? What's that? You know, like what content on Facebook am I most interacting with? What content on Instagram am i most interacting with? Mm-hmm. But I literally was just searching on Google the other day for something. And I think the first like four or five things that popped up all took me to Pinterest and it, it yeah. didn't even register with me. That was like, I was like, oh well, I don't really want to go to Pinterest. I'm looking for like, a you know something else. But yeah. I was like, oh, looking back, I'm thinking, well, duh, that makes sense. That <laughs> you know, yeah. like I need to be obviously it was a sign I need to be more involved in Pinterest. But it, I just need to like train myself to pay attention to the things that I need to be doing based on the things that I'm seeing as a result. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. it's easy like, to.
0: From- from yeah. the user side, taking the user's yeah. view and basically saying, like, okay, if this is what the user to see.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. Like I like the idea of like the user perspective because it's mm-hmm. it's so helpful because we get so caught up in like the business perspective and our side of it that we forget what it looks like from the other person's point of view. So yeah, I love exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh my gosh. This and- has been So informational. So do you have any other last little tips or tricks that you recommend for starting out using Pinterest for someone that maybe is just now like listening to this going, yeah, I need to be using this more often?
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I would just say like a quick list of everything that we already talked about. So like setting up your account, making sure that it's a business account or converting your own, setting up your settings in your Pinterest account. It's very straightforward. Make sure that you can be found in Google and your Pinterest account, creating your 25-ish boards and hitting like 20 or so pins to each one of those just to get started and use Tailwind in order to do that. If you're not familiar with Canva, grab Canva and just start creating graphics and see where you can get and make sure that all of the links back to all of your pins that you add via Tailwind or directly on Pinterest um, links back to your content and just... Keep in mind, and we didn't really touch on this, so I might be opening a new wormhole, but just keep in mind that uh, Pinterest is a long-term strategy. So just, you know, my biggest recommendation is stay consistent and commit for at least six months. So, you know, if you're creating content on a weekly basis, say, okay, I'm going to give Pinterest six months and see, pin regularly with Tailwind and see where it goes. And then you can kind of decide whether or not it's serving your business for the time that you're investing and something tells me that it will, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I would just start there, start small and just continue and stay consistent.
1: Yeah. I think consistency is always key. Like, because again, you can't just do something once and expect to get results. You have to keep at it and keep at it. And even if it's something a little, you know, one thing a week, like you said, just spend a couple of minutes in Tailwind, get your content out there I think, you, I think we'll see results. So I'm going to do that too. Like, that's my thing is I'm going to give myself the next six months and I'm really going to push it hard and we're going to, and we'll see, yeah. maybe we'll get back together and we'll talk about the things that I've noticed. Or I may have more questions for you. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that would be so fun to do like a post post follow up. Months, uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, okay, now, now where am I? What am I yeah,
1: doing? <laughs> that'd be awesome. We'll definitely have to plan that. That'd be really fun. Cause I am, I'm yeah. going to make sure like, I'm going to, today I'm going to get on my tailwind up. I'm going to set things up. I'm going to get things going because I, I realize the value in this platform and I want to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm utilizing it to the fullest potential possible. So, well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your wisdom. So tell a little bit about where people can find you. And I know you offer, um, some opportunities for people to work with you and things like that. So share a little bit about that. And I'll, of course I'll link to all of your information in the show notes as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at ByteBodega.com. So that's Byte like a megabyte BYTE Bodega, like a little store that you buy chips in. And um on there you can find all about our services. We offer ongoing management as well as just standalone strategy sessions if you're, you know like you that you're like, man, I can take this on, I just need to know where to get started. And I just want to know like, for my specific business, what I need to be doing in order to get the best results, you can have a standalone call with me and we can deep dive on everything. Um, And we have several different, you know, offerings that way, Um, as well as just ongoing business management as well, that if you need like all of the help, we have that for you too. Um, So if you have any questions and even just like, if you want to connect with me, I'm always available to just chat and go from there. So yes, just find me at bybodega.com and um, we'll chat.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I am so excited to dive into Pinterest more. And like I said, I will definitely follow up with you in a couple months and we'll see what new information you have for me and how we can even take it further and what kind of results I'm getting from it. So Thank you yeah. so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I can talk until I'm blue in the face about Pinterest. I know. <laughs> so this, this was fun.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. <laughs> Thank you again to China for taking time out of her schedule to hop on a call, chat with me about Pinterest, answer all of my questions, and share all of her incredible knowledge. I hope you were taking notes. I hope you feel inspired. I hope that all of the episodes we've done so far in the social media series have given you some renewed excitement about social media. I know that it's not always our favorite part of marketing because there's always so much to it. There is algorithms and highs and lows and engagement and likes and comments and content and so much to think about. So hopefully these last few episodes have just given you some clarity on what you need to do in your business to use social media as just one of your marketing tools. All right, ladies, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. We will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Have a great week. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.